Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your neighborhood good golf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Theater, the one place where you meet all your favorite stars. Tonight we bring you the brilliant and charming twice winner of the Motion Picture Academy Award, Betty Davis supported by one of the finest and largest radio casts ever assembled. Also, Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. And now, here is the director of the Gulf Theater and your host, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. I'm especially proud to be the director of the Gulf Theater tonight because I sincerely believe we're about to present a play that will long be remembered. Betty Davis, her supporting players, the author Arch Obler... And Oscar Bradley and his augmented Gulf Orchestra have spent many long hours in rehearsal to bring to perfection one of the strangest, almost unbelievable love stories ever told. The great and undying romance of Nazezda Filaretovna and Pyotr Tchaikovsky. The same Tchaikovsky who was the composer of the lyric Romeo and Juliet Overture, which has been the theme of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater since the curtain first rose a year ago this month. On our first broadcast, just as today... Spokesman for your neighborhood good golf dealer was John Conte, who has something worthwhile speaking about right now. Johnny? Thank you, Roger. Forty years ago, ladies and gentlemen, travel by airplane was an inventor's dream. Twenty years ago, it was still something of an adventure. But today, it's a practical, everyday affair, thanks to experts whose experience has taught them exactly what various planes and motors can do. And what various gasolines and motor oils can do also which is what makes it news to you as a motorist when Captain Eddie Rickenbacker and his engineers at the famous Eastern Airlines announce... This year, Eastern Airlines has again selected for use throughout its entire system the same gasoline and motor oil that have already been used exclusively for more than five years. Gulf gasoline and Gulf motor oil. Yes, Eastern Airline planes operating between New York and Miami, New York and Brownsville, Texas, and Chicago and both coasts of Florida have now flown the astonishing total of 300 million passenger revenue miles using Gulf gas and motor oil, and have hung up a record for safety and efficiency that's the envy of the industry. More mileage, complete dependability, top performance, the same things you want for your car are what led Eastern Airlines to select Gulf products for the air, just as millions of motorists select them for the highway. So next time, why not take a tip from Captain Rickenbacker and his experts and stop at the sign of the orange disc for Gulf-quality gasoline and motor oil. In a darkened room sits a woman, an old woman. She sits very quietly. White hands motionless. 
This is a room in a fashionable house in the city of the Imperial Russia of 1893. The Russia of great poverty and great riches, of great ignorance and great art. The old woman sits, motionless, listening, listening to the thoughts in her mind. Why do I think of you now? Why is your song with me here in the darkness? Why today, Piotr? I had put you away from me. Why have you come back today, Piotr? Of the utmost importance that you listen to me. Who is it said that to me? Madame, it is of the utmost importance that you listen to me. Ah, yes. I remember now, 16 years ago, it was you, Nikolai Rubinstein. You have been dead so long, yet I remember what you said that day. How strange I should remember. My mission here is of the utmost importance. Really, Nikolai? There is a young man in my music school of great poverty and pride and uh, shyness. I am very busy today. There is one more quality this young man possesses which may interest you. His ability. Listen. Listen closely. Nikolai, I have neither the time nor the inclination for music now. I... music was this you began to play, Nikolai Rubinstein. So many years, and yet I hear it. Music, and yet not music. A voice, a man's voice, singing to me. I tell you, there will be no weariness. You are old, Nadezhda. I tell you, you will be young. You will have life again. A glorious singing life. I tell you this, Nadezhda. I tell you this, I tell you this. had finished, Nikolai. I remember I said, Nikolai, tell me, whose, whose is that? His name? Mm, no one you've heard of. Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. So I heard your name for the first time, Pyotr. Will you help this man, Nadezhda Filaretovna? Would I help you, Piotr? No, would you help me? <coughs> Private railroad. Good in best townhouse. Country house. In the Ukraine. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. yes, I had those. Trishka, Yulia, Vladimir. Yes, my children, I had them. But... Nothing. Yes, nothing for me. How could I explain to Nikolai, to anyone, to run a house to count my money... Was this enough for life for me? I wanted, I wanted. 
I wanted to, Yosta. Help you? Yes, always. In a moment, my pen was in my hand. I would write to you. Yes, yes. I was a woman past middle age. My husband was dead, and my children were growing in their own lives. And I had nothing, and I must have something. You, Piotr, you. The music in you. If I could give it life and reality in my life. No. I threw the pen from me. What madness had come over me. I didn't need man nor God. I would pay you for your music and have done with you, yes. And then, the concert that very night. Your music. When it was over. Unimportant. All of it. Definitely unimportant. Oh, no. No. The night was singing with your song, Piotr. And I walked in the dark along the boulevard to my home. Soft flakes of snow wet in my face. And with every step there was a singing in my heart that said... Help me. I need your help, my Jester. They torture me with their indifference. I've written so much and it's meant so little. I'm weary unto death. Help me. Help me. Told myself, yes, I would always help you, Piotr. Do you remember your next letter? Thank you for your sweet, kind, and friendly letter and your wonderful and kind generosity. I finished the outline of my new symphony, the fourth. A symphony? I want very much to dedicate it to you. A symphony? Dedicated to me? How the days ran then, Piotr? I, an elderly woman, a symphony dedicated to me. <laughs> oh, Mother, it's good to hear you laughing. You're very pretty when you laugh, Mother. Oh, we're so happy that you're happy, Mother dear. So happy. And then, three months, Piotr. Three months and not a word from you. What had happened to you, my friend? What? But with every day, the voices in my head grew louder and louder. No, no, stop saying that. Not P.O.P. couldn't. Postman? A letter? Your handwriting, P.O.P. Forgive me for not writing before. I am now... What was that word? Married. Oh, I must have read it wrong, I told myself. I held the letter close to my eyes. Married. Oh, no. Married. Married. Oh, no. Oh, no. You never knew I cried that day, did you, Piotr? Yes, I cried. As a woman cries in my heart. And when I stopped crying, I dipped my pen in my tears. And I wrote you. With all my heart, I congratulate you, my dear friend. Who should be happy if not you? The giver of such great joy to others. From my heart, I press your hand. Not forget. One devoted with all her soul.
days after that. Like the days after someone who... Someone who was close to you has gone away forever. Everything is just the same. And yet nothing is the same. Who was she? This woman who had taken your heart? Was she very young? I love you, my husband. Would she understand you? Would she respect your shyness? Suffer your angers and fires of music blazed in you? Humor your child's ways? Strengthen your uncertainties? Respect your greatness? Oh, I ask myself all this a thousand, thousand times in the days that called on. Would she do all these things for you, Piotr? That anyone who truly loved you would do? How could there be an answer? No, this was my destiny. To watch the days and the years spin around nothing, into nothing, always nothing. To need no one, and to have no one who needed me. How strange the nights I remember now, Piotr. Well, mother. I lay down on my bed. Sleep, yes. Sleep and forget. Um, the river, a dream. How should I dream this dream? My name had someone called my name. Yes, again. Who was it? My dream I wanted to see. I had to see a man in the water. His arms lifted toward me. I saw. Here, you. Yes. The children, servants in the room. Oh, Mother, what is it? Mother, you're awake and smiling. Yes, Teosa. Somehow I knew then you still needed me. I sent for Rubenstein. This I can say with certainty. If he stays with that wife, Antonina of his, Tchaikovsky will end his life either in an asylum... Or in the river. The river. Oh, Piotr. When I heard that word, my heart died in me. But I said nothing, Piotr. Afraid he would laugh at me, say. Oh, woman. Are you coming between a husband and his bride? Oh, I waited for you to turn to me, Piotr. Waited. Rumors. I began to hear rumors. And from what they said, I began to see the whole horrible picture of her. Why are you doing that, Piotr? Where are you going, Piotr? Oh, this was the woman my friends had taken. Yes, this was Antonina. How clearly I saw her, grinding his heart away with her miserable, why this and do this and don't that, put an end. An end to this leech in your veins, Piotr. I said it. I would, I would. And I did. <laughs> He's gone off to Italy of all places, this unpredictable Piotr to Italy, without that new wife of his, and to write a new symphony, no less. <laughs> I wonder where he got the money. Ah, clever Nikolai Rubinstein. I think he knew Piotr. Ah, what did it matter? You were free, free to work. And as you worked, you would live. And as you live, Piotr, I live. <laughs> 
just the day. The 22nd of February. The day, yes. The conservatory. So many lights, so many people. The conductor bowed to the right and to the left. The baton up, down. Someone thrust a program into my hand. Don't you want a souvenir of the evening? I looked at the paper. For words I could hardly see. Fourth Symphony of Piotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. Dedicated. My beloved friend. Oh, Piotr. If the rest of my life could have been at that moment. And yet only your letters talking to me. Oh, Piotr, walking in the night, I was lonely. I wanted your footsteps echoing mine. I wanted your voice answering mine. I wanted, I wanted to see you, Piotr. Yes, why not? Why not? The thoughts in you are as my thoughts. The dreams in you are as my dreams. The music in your mind. You'd written that to me a hundred times. Then why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I see you? Oh, the want in me was so great. Did the heavens take pity? Mother? Yes, Milochka. Mother, look. The other carriage. It stopped. Driver. Stop, stop at once. I looked up. My heart began to beat so strongly. I could feel the pulse of it in my throat. The sound of it in my ears. You, Piotr. You, older than your photograph. But you, my heart beat louder and louder. I wanted to. Oh, your eyes. In a quick moment, I saw what you were thinking. Nadezhda Filaretovna, I beg you, do not speak. Your wealth has given me solitude, and in this solitude is my music. Speak, and you destroy the silence which brings me my music. Speak, and you destroy the wordless perfection of our friendship. And so, I did not speak, Piotr. How could I speak? What answer can there be when a young man says to an older woman, this is our friendship, dare to change it and you destroy it? So I did not speak, Piotr. Through all the years I did not speak. 
but your music. Always the wonder of your music. How they began to applaud you. I always said the man's a genius. A medal from the Tsar himself. Oh, ah, yes, yes. Let them catch you on the back with a quick flattery of their useless hands. It didn't matter as long as you wrote your music, Theosa. For me. For me. Happy years. Busy years. There was no weariness. I had life again, a glorious singing life. And you gave it to me, Piotr. You, you, you. And it would last forever. Your need of me was as great as my need of you. So all of it would last as long as we lived. And I was young again, and life was good, Piotr. Everlastingly good, everlastingly. No. There was my son. He is dying, madame. My son dying? He's been working beyond his strength. The illness caught him quite weakened. He's dying, madame. Working beyond his strength? For what? For me. For the money I... appealed to the thought and knife in my heart. I went into the room. Was this a demon? My firstborn, my dear. Mother... Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Whose words? Ah, you, Piotr. Yes, for 13 years, forgotten children in home. Only you. My every waking thought, you, and the health of you. Now the same words come from my son. Help me, mother. Help me. Yes. For 13 years, I had sinned against him. But now I would help him. At his bedside, I said it. Not a prayer. Who was I to pray? You up there, whoever and whatever you are, listen to me. Let him live, my son. Let him live even a little longer. And I will give up all else but my children. Let him live, my son. So the compact was made, Theota between God and me. And all these years, I have kept it. My son lived a little longer, and I... I died when I wrote you that letter. That letter full of the bitterness of lies, telling you it was ended between us. But all lies, Piotr. For now I tell you the truth. I love you, Piotr. There, I've said it. Last, I've said I love you, Piotr. As a woman loves a man, a young woman, young, young. Oh, Piotr, Piotr, why have I told you now? You're so far away, and yet why have I spoken? After all these years, what I have never dared even think. Why? Church bell. Why do they ring so late at night? Ah, oh, Peter, I remember. They told me, and my poor old heads had forgotten. Yesterday they carried you through the streets. Thousands of them mourning carried you and put you to rest. Piotr, Piotr, 
Why are you in my mind? Why have I thought of you now? Why was your song with me here in the dark? Why today? It put you away from me. Why have you come back today, Piotr? Talk to me as I have talked to you. Dear friend, be assured I shall remember you and bless you until my last breath. Ah, your last letter to me. Probably you yourself do not realize the extent of what you have done for me. Never for one moment have I forgotten you, nor will I forget you, because every thought I have concerning myself concerns you also. I kiss your hand with all the warmth my heart contains. I kiss your hand with all the warmth my heart contains. Oh, Piotr. Piotr, I am so weary. I want to rest. Seeing me to sleep now. Beloved friend. You, Betty Davis, congratulations on a wonderful performance. And thanks to you, Arch Obler, for a magnificent play, and to you, Oscar Bradley, for your superb scoring and conducting. Ladies and gentlemen, you never saw a more excited audience in all your life, because in just a moment, Betty Davis is going to receive another award. Yes, another award to add to the two awards she's already received from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science. This is really a great night here in the Gulf Theater, one we'll never forget. How do you feel about it, Johnny? Oh, the same way you do, Rod. Say, who's going to give the award to Betty? Uh, Mr. Douglas Churchill of Red Book Magazine. Uh, look, Johnny, uh, will you take over for a minute? I'll check and see if the newsreel cameramen and Mr. Churchill and Miss Davis are ready. Okay, Roger, I'll follow through and check something with all the motorists listening in. Ladies and gentlemen, when you go out for a walk in winter, the chances are you look first to see that you have your gloves or perhaps your overshoes and a scarf to be sure that you have everything that you need. Well, in somewhat the same way, when you start off in your car, it's a good idea to use a gasoline that has everything you need. During winter especially, it's not enough for a gasoline to be good in just one way. It should be good in every way. Knowing this, Gulf engineers are constantly at work to step up the all-round quality of that good Gulf gasoline and Gulf no-knock gasoline, each in its own class. As a result, your good golf dealer gives you even better gasoline today than six months ago. Just as six months ago, he delivered a better gasoline than the year before. For instance, take the important matter of anti-knock rating. 
You may own a 1940 model or an older car. You may want hill climbing or smooth, quick acceleration in traffic. Whatever your needs, you'll be delighted with the smooth-running performance of Gulf gasoline. And you'll be just as pleased with the quick, cold-weather starts and the high mileage even on winter roads. Yes, folks, for high anti-knock and high quality on all other points, too, look ahead when you buy gasoline. Look ahead for the sign of the Gulf orange dip. Thank you, John. Ladies and gentlemen, Red Book Magazine has chosen the Gulf Theater to make its first award because this is the star's own theater. Every cent that Gulf would ordinarily pay to the stars who appear here is given instead to help meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Douglas W. Churchill... Motion Picture Editor of Red Book is here to present Red Book's first annual award to Miss Betty Davis, whom they consider has done the most during the year for the artistic advancement of the screen in any of its branches. Mr. Churchill. Thank you, Mr. Pryor. Miss Davis, we of Red Book know very little about what goes on behind the scenes in Hollywood, because Red Book is not a fan magazine. But my editors and I are thankful to you for aiding and making going to the movies a pleasurable experience. During 1939, you made four of the year's finest films for Warner Brothers. Dark Victory, Juarez, The Old Maid, and The Private Lives of Elizabeth and Essex. Red Book is happy that we selected three of them as our picture of the month. Well, Mr. Churchill, I'm indebted to Red Book for one of those stories, The Old Maid. And in the current issue is the beginning of Somerset Maugham's The Villa on the Hill, which I will do for Warner Brothers when we finish All This in Heaven, too. Well, we're proud of that. And now, Miss Davis, here in the Gulf Theater, it is my pleasure to give you this cup on behalf of our editors and our four million readers for your distinguished contribution to the art of the motion picture during 1939. Oh, thank you, Mr. Churchill. In accepting it, I am conscious again of the great debt that I owe to press and public, both of which have accepted my efforts in a most kind and friendly manner. To Mr. Edwin Barmer, the editor of Red Book, to Mr. Valdemar Vetlugwin, and to you, my sincere thanks. And to my radio audience, I wish I could say, like the delighted woman that I am, see what I got. <laughs> Thank you, Betty Davis and Mr. Churchill. And ladies and gentlemen, be sure to join us in the Gulf Theater next week when we bring you Douglas Fairbanks, Jr., Paulette Goddard, Frank Morgan, Roy Dorsey, Mary Forbes, Margo Stevenson, and Oscar Bradley in his Gulf office. So listen in, won't you? Good. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying, Good night, everybody, for your neighborhood good Gulf theater. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>